Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast, stories, profiles, and interviews of courage, triumph, and perseverance. My name, my name is Sean Davis. I'm your humble host. And joining me as always, my hostess with the mostest, my beautiful wife. Just Jen. Her name is... Just Jen. (laughs) One more time. Just Jen. We are, you know what I was thinking of? What? We are hawkers of hope. We are originators of optimism. We are purveyors of positivity. And we are engineers of encouragement. That's a whole lot to think of. Did you did you see what I did there? It hurt my head. Did it? Yeah, it was, it was. I like it a lot. Did you see what I did though? No. So look at it. Was that your joke? No. Hawkers <laughs> of hope starts with H. Okay. Originators of optimism is O. Purveyors of positivity is P. And engineers of encouragement. Ooh, is e. that's spells so hope. much cooler. I know. You did good. I did. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. My heart is happy. Oh. Well, I feel good. I feel so good. Is that a cheer? Yeah, it felt like it was going to be a cheer. I, I and was then waiting. And I, I moderated it back. I was waiting for I you feel to so say good. the, uh. How's it go? I feel so good. No, oh, so good. That's the wrong kind of tone. Oh, how do you do it? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Huh. That's why you're my cheerleader. I know. When we met, you were my cheerleader. Well, you weren't my cheerleader yet, but I made you my cheerleader. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to talk to you. I know. <laughs> so sad. But we made the best of it. Yes. Look where we are now. And now we can't stop talking to each other. 31 years later. Well, you can't stop talking. I know. You told That's me I sure. need to stop talking today. No, I did not say that. Yeah, you did. When did I say that? You said this morning. That I thought that was yesterday. Well, you probably said it yesterday, too. (laughs) You say it often because I say a lot of words. You do. I think out loud. You have a volume of words. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Yes. Mucho. Mucho words. What's words in Spanish? Words. Yeah. That works for me. (laughs) Well, we're just back from a uh, siesta. No. Fiesta. No. A, what do you call it then? A vacation. Oh. Well, I'm trying to stay in the Spanish mood. Vacacion. Ooh. See? That almost sounded Italian. Well, I am Italian, so... (laughs) And, you know, the Spanish language and Italian is very similar, so... Well, we had to go down to our place in uh, Mexico, deal with some tax issues, deal with some maintenance issues at the house. Darn, we had to go. (sighs) It was excruciating. Yeah. It was so, like... Took a Just, long time. <laughs> yeah, it took us a long time to pay Should our taxes. Should have taken us longer. Yeah. We already want to go back. Well, we're kind of, you know, we're in a situation where we're renovating the house. And so, in all fairness, we came back, but our two oldest kids stayed there. And so, right. we, we had to, what do they call that thing? The patio? The patio. Cantera. Cantera. So we had to, we had to get the Cantera resealed and we had to get the house painted because the paint was chipping off. So... Good thing we flip houses. And I, of course, I am redesigning the whole house, so I changed the paint color on the outside. Yes. And we're going for more of a Mexican modern look, so yeah. I'm excited to see it. It's good. You know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more maybe on another show, but just the difference between how Mexico handles COVID and what we were seeing and dealing with and how the States is and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But like very, very interesting. But, you know, happy to be back. First time back on Hope Radio Podcast <laughs> in three weeks. I hope our uh, fans and followers didn't think we fell off the face of the earth. Well, that'd be scary if we did. 
when all of a sudden you just fell off like you went you into can't space. do that no you don't want to do that yeah that's not a good idea all right joke time do you have a joke joke time i do have a joke okay you ready for it i am ready but maybe i should go first because you always go first okay go for it what did the janitor say as he jumped out of the closet i'm out Supplies! <laughs> did you get it? I did get it, but I think the funniest part was your expression. What was my expression? <laughs> well, nobody can see it. <laughs> that was funny. Your arms got thrown up in the air hey. and like you were a surprise party. Supplies! A supply party. A supply party. Yeah. All right, you ready? No. Uh, yeah. What did the pecan say to the walnut? What did the pecan say to the walnut? I don't know. What did he say? We're friends because we're both nuts. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like you and I. Right? We're friends because we're both nuts? Yeah. Well. I'm a walnut. No, I'm a pecan. Why do you want to be a pecan? Those pecan pies. Mm, Walnuts ruin chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Yeah, I don't like walnuts as much as I like You're pecans. a walnut. But you know what? I'm going to be an almond. Yeah. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. <laughs> I would love an Almond Joy bar right now. I love coconut. That is not what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now, Jennifer, mm-hmm. is we're doing a podcast. Oh. And I've got a great interview. Upcoming. Yes. Okay, I'm excited. Who are we speaking with? We are speaking with Brandarius Johnson I of like Day One Ambition. You can find him on Instagram at Day the Number One Ambition. And he's just got a great mindset, just a great mental mindset of how to attack each day and live your life to the fullest. And I'm really, really excited yeah, to talk with him. We so. need that. We need to learn about this. I know. Every day. Live. Like treat every day with purpose. And yeah. he's going to share with us. One day his, at a time. One day at a time. Well, like the streak, one step at a time. Yeah. Too, right. I like that. I can manage one day at a time. Yeah, me too. So mm-hmm. let's get him on the line and let's see what he has to say about day one ambition and progress and goals and daily affirmations, and all kinds of good stuff. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. All right, I've got Brandarius Johnson on the line. Welcome to the show, Brandarius. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank hey. you. Hey, you are welcome. We're, we're happy to have you, and uh, I'm eager. I'm eager to talk with you. You know, I'm curious about your life, your mission. I know your Instagram is Day One Ambition. And uh, I think it'd be great if you could just share with our listeners what that means. What is day one ambition? Yes, sir. Um, Day one ambition is is a mindset. Uh, It's exactly what it sounds like. Every day you're blessed to walk this earth. It's it's an individual opportunity to do um, whatever it is that's on your mind. I know for myself personally, I try to... uh, correlate the day one ambition mindset or attitude however you want to call it i try to bring that to everything that i do every decision and the passion behind it the the reason behind it was this throughout my life i've heard so many people make comments like oh i'm too old to do this you guys are young you guys do that or you know i'm with this person because i have kids or "I'm, i'm with this person because it's been too long or i haven't left this job because i've been here for so long i don't want to start over 
So for myself, I said, you know, if I should ever wake up and I don't have the same passion um, to do what I do on day one or on year five or year 10, then it's time for me to reevaluate my life. And that goes for the people I hang around, the lady that I'm, I'm dating, you know, the relationships that I've built. If I don't have that same connection with, you know, that person or that group or whatever that activity is, then I feel like it's time to reevaluate my life and do the things where I maintain that day one attitude, that day one ambition. And that's just the mindset that kept me going. And then when I brought in the everyday day one, that was just another emphasis on realizing that yesterday is gone and tomorrow may never come. So all you truly have is today. And, uh, you know, just a real a recap about my life. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Probably had the dream that 80% to 90% of you know, young black males have to be a professional athlete, but I was missing one major piece, and I feel like that was my education. I didn't truly value education until uh, it was time to graduate, and I wasn't able to go to a four-year school, so I had to go the junior college route, which is fine, but that wasn't by choice, you know. So um, I feel like I dropped the ball, but I feel like it was necessary because there I grew more than I had ever grown, you know, from first grade to 12th. Um, became a student athlete and not just an athlete with aspirations to go pro. And then once I made that transition, that's when, you know, life kicked in and adversity and started getting injuries for both of my knees back to back years. I don't know if you're familiar with the community college or Duco, but you get two years to pretty much try to get a scholarship. And both of those years, which I sustained knee injuries, which required surgery. But after the first injury, it was about a seven-month process. You know, white blood cells are low. Had to get tested for cancer. Did a bone marrow. And here I am, 19 years old, thinking I'm in the best shape of my life. And everything that I'm working for was pretty much taken from me to an extent. Mm. So, you know, during that time, I had some conversations with my mom. And, uh, you know, she told me things I don't want to hear, but maybe football isn't your calling. But I just wasn't ready to receive that message, even though it penetrated my mind. And I started looking at, different things that I could do, you know, after football, even though that was still my number one priority. I just knew that encouraging people was something that I love to do and you know, working with people. And um, that's where all of this encouraging, you know, aspirations really started for me. Uh, long it's, story short, I... It, sta- it started, I was just going to say, it started with you really coming into kind of a face-to-face conversation with your greatest fear, which was you know, I'm not going to play professional ball, you know, like this dream that you had that you'd had for pretty much your whole life of being an athlete to be performing at a high level. As soon as you came face to face with the fact that that may not happen, it it made you reassess your life. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it was a, uh, a quiet panic. You know, never really expressed it to anybody else. However, I also realized that I was having so many different ideas, things that I was interested in, where I didn't truly panic or, you know, get down on myself. Uh, So that brought me some comfort. I think I was more hurt at the fact that I went my whole life playing football without any injuries. And then when I get to college where things matter, I have to remove from my life. But, you know, during those times of adversity, I grew in other ways. And, um, Looking back at it, I, I apply, you know, everything I learned in football to life, you know, even down to the, the everyday day one, because 
I don't know if you're familiar with plays or, you know, being an athlete, but, uh, you know, our coaches always drilled us to have short-term memory where if you get beat on one play, um, leave it at the line of scrimmage. You know, when you get back to the ball and it's time to go live on the next play, you can't be worried about what happened last play because if so, then you'll get beat on the next one. And same thing with you, you score a touchdown, that's cool. Put your helmet back on, buckle up, and get ready for the next play because if you just – celebrating what you did last play, you're not focused on scoring again. So it, it, it taught me that I had to keep a balance, you know, keep myself humble, never too high and never too low. Because even though you came a long ways, there's still a long ways to go. So all of these different little life metaphors and messages came through the form of adversity and obstacles through chasing this lifelong dream of playing professional ball. Uh, and then, you know, once I got to my four-year school on the scholarship, I think I experienced a different part of, uh, you know, just like darkness, you know, depression before I even knew what a depression was. I just knew I wasn't happy. And uh, football was my, my happiness for so long, and that didn't make me happy. That was honestly more of a, a detriment to me at that point in time in my life. So, you know, I grew there. And then, you know, um, I had a relationship with a girl at the time, and she ended up dying by suicide, and that's kind of where, the real encouragement woke up from inside of me, like, you know, just like, realizing I had a voice and realizing I had a story. Because um, before I got to that point, I thought it was a tragedy to tear both of my knees trying to chase a dream, you know? Yeah. And I thought overcoming all the other obstacles that I thought I had to overcome, I thought those were the ones that, that drove me. But when I ran into this situation with suicide and I met that, that type of adversity, it made me more humble. It also made me more sensitive to what's going on around me. And that's when I realized, okay, there's people in this life that are really struggling. And uh, it just made everything that I complained about seem so minimal compared to the scale of what's going on and also compared to the scale of what I can do in my story. And, you know, it didn't really happen overnight. I can talk about it like it was an overnight process, but it took several years to connect all the dots that I've connected to make the message come out like it is. And, uh, and it's transparent. Like, I rarely ever script anything. I just speak from my heart and just tell them my story as honest and as transparent and vulnerable as possible because I think that's where true growth happens. You know, when you can really connect with a person and be honest about yourself, I believe that's where the growth happens. And for the longest, um, my mindset and my mission about my brand changed. It was always, well, I just want to inspire people. I just want to help people. This is what it means until I finally sat down and realized that I was changing the answer every time somebody asked me. So now it's simple. You know, any and everything I do is to encourage growth, spread love, and give back. And sometimes that's going to be a handshake. Sometimes it's a hug. Sometimes that's a conversation. Sometimes that's listening. Sometimes it's, you know, giving out food when we can, giving out clothes when we can. And that's why I say giving, you know, your time, your talent, and resources to whom is in need whenever you can. So I don't put myself in a box and just, give away shoes. I don't want to just be the one that's giving uh, food away on holidays or clothes on holidays and toys. You know, I want to grow this thing out to be able to give for a lifetime. And uh, that's kind of how I want to honor, you know, the tragedy that I went through because you know, my friend, I my first love, she was someone who gave everything effortlessly. And the one thing she gave herself was permanent. So that's kind of how I wrapped everything up. Um, you know, working in youth corrections and foster care you know, just putting myself in position to, to serve uh, all while continuing to get to know myself and work on my own, you know, own angers 
a majority of my life where I was extremely disobedient and disrespectful to my, my mom. And, uh, you know, I just didn't understand that things weren't supposed to be like that. Like I knew that they weren't, but I just didn't, I guess I didn't really focus on why I shouldn't be that way. Now I understand. Now I also understand anger and I understand trauma. And sometimes we feel emotions. We don't know exactly what to do with them. We cause havoc. You know, idle mind is a devil's playground. And I realize, you know, if you don't have something that you're focused on, you kind of just move recklessly. And as I see life, I see people who are overweight, who are poor, uh, poor with money. They don't really have a structure. It's just kind of wake up and go and handle things as they come, you know, and, and don't, you know, not to mention that, you know, there are some people that are working extremely hard and still fall within the struggle. And that's why I kind of want people to see that life is hard all the way around. Yeah. But if we keep powerful mindset and we know that every day is day one and we know that each of us have all of us, regardless of our, you know, skin color, regardless of where we come from, you know, we live in America where you can be born with nothing and die with everything to aspire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I said that I say that to say, you know, it's truly about your focal point. And uh, you know, a lot of people around me, you know, you know, see day one ambition as something that's extremely powerful. And I'm looking at the dots now and realizing like, yo, it's not a hobby anymore for you. It's a true passion. But if you take care of it, this could be your way of your lifestyle and just speaking to inspire, just being a testament to others, uh, perseverance and uh overcoming adversity. So now you know, just because of the reactions and uh, the interactions I'm having with different people, I'm learning that this could be, you know, a big brand, a big movement. And it's more than just words on shirts. It's intimate. It's vulnerability. It's a community. And, you know, that's why I'm now able to take calls and do, you know, podcast talks and just share the story because it's more than just words on the shirts. And I believe that everything is, is about timing. And there's a reason why we're on the phone now. You know, it had nothing to do with what I was doing. Uh, it had everything to do with the universe and saying, you know, this is the time that this conversation need to be had. So, you know, here we are. And, you know. <laughs> I love that. I agree. I agree with that 100%, especially since, you know, we had a challenge last week and then we, yeah. you know, we, we reconnected this week. So I, I want to unpack some of what you've said because there was so much goodness in there. So, yeah. no, so, so number one, you know, I, I totally understand day one ambition I think that's a great, great name. I think it's a great mindset. Mm-hmm. I guess my question would be just focusing on that for a moment. How do you fuel that? Because we all go through seasons, no matter what we're doing, whether it's exercise or diet or friends or family or you know the field that you work in where like you're fresh and you're hungry and right. you're you're new and you're ready, etc. And then there's seasons where that wanes, like where you get tired, where you get burdened, you know, and I think right now in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the social unrest, Mm -hmm. in the midst of everything that's going on, like how do you fuel yourself when you're not feeling like that day one when I'm, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's kind of like how we run a running streak and it's like day one, everyone's so pumped and you know, day two, they're still pumped and day three, and then it starts to wane a little bit. And how do you keep that alive in people? How do you fuel that to make sure that the message is and what you want to do is continuing to, to like, we, we want to always feel that day one feeling. Yeah, you do. I always want to feel that. So what do you do when you don't? Yeah. 
I think number one for myself is being authentic and being transparent. And uh, uh, there's three principles, being authentic, being transparent, and um, doing the uncomfortable work. Mm-hmm. And all of those three things are which I heard on the TED Talk from a guy who went through an alcoholic anonymous. But, um, you know, I, I've adapted to that mindset because, you know, as we all know, I always tell people, motivation fades, but determination is forever. Yeah. So for my, I know at the end of the day, my message and my mission is so simple. It falls down to encouraging growth, spreading love, and giving back. And alongside of doing that and being authentic and being transparent is letting people know that it's okay to not be okay. You know, and I was just telling somebody, you know, yesterday, like, when I feel down, I'm even more encouraging because I heard from Denzel Washington, I believe that the most selfish thing you can do is do something for somebody else because you get that, that instant gratification of feeling of service. And a lot of, just a lot of self-development. Another thing that I know is from my heart and everything that I do, I make sure it's done from a, a place of passion. So I never expect anything. That way I'm never at the mercy of expectations. So if I don't get what I thought I could get from a person from doing what I did, you know, I don't lose my message. I don't lose my energy or my confidence. Um, you know, and I just, I work out. You know, that's one of the best things I do. I know, you know, running long distance. I was never a long distance runner, but mm-hmm. in the last year, I went through uh, phases where I'm running, you know, 36 miles, you know, six months out the year. You know, working out every day, just pushing myself, releasing endorphins, and then getting everybody else engaged with it. Focusing on the things that I control all the way down to, you know, the clothes that I wear, keeping things basic, uh, the food that I eat, meal prepping on, the $25 budget. Just whatever I can focus on that lets me know there's some things in your life that you can control that will, you know, have an impact or influence on the way you live your life. And, uh, Small it, wins. It works. I think I think what you're talking about is small wins, you know, consistent, you know, Mm -hmm. measurable, something that you can take. Okay, I did that. That's a win. That fuels hope. It fuels encouragement. It fuels perseverance. All those things together. You know, it's it's a blessing. And, you know, I think you touched on it earlier, you know, with the seasonal, I, I call it seasonal depression, where like, you know, for myself, birthdays, holidays, some, some of those days where people celebrate happiness, those are the days that are dark for me because it's, it's like as a young boy, I had certain goals in my mind and certain dreams that I thought would manifest, you know, taking care of my family, you know, uh, marriage and kids, and NFL contracts. And it's not like, you know, you don't let go of those things. Sometimes you just get reminded like, man, this is what you thought for the longest would be a reality. So every now and then I'll, you know, slip into a funk, but uh, I try not to let myself go, uh, just keep moving forward and focusing on the things I can control and really, you know, just, just trust in the transition. I see now, um, I got certain buddies I grew up with who were extremely talented, you know, in athletics. And it was like, you couldn't see them doing anything other than playing professional sports. For myself, I always felt like I could adapt with anything that I was given. So I take that as like, that's a blessing in itself because the same outcome that I had for football, which was to take care of my family and be, you know, a pillar in my community. I can do that with what I'm doing now. And yes. now I realize you know, with your passion, if your heart's in the right place, you're in the right place. You don't have to go through nothing traumatic to be somebody. You don't have to be a millionaire to be somebody. You just have to want it bad enough. And that comes down to power versus force. You know, if you're a powerful person, you don't have to force anything in your life. It'll come to you. 
because you were doing it from a place of genuine love. And I take that right from the bottle, from the Bible with let all things be done in love. Yes. Regardless if you feel like somebody betrayed you, regardless if you feel like somebody's getting over on you, you still, you know, do what's in your power to not let that dictate how you move. And, and that's for myself too, because sometimes I do fly off the handle or, you know, I can be judgmental or to speak from a place that's not love. And i got to remind myself and check myself too, because I know that even though if I don't feel a certain way about a person, I don't have to speak ill upon them or, you know, I don't have to, to really put myself in that situation. So, and, and then also I had to learn too with what, you know, a lot of people assume it's always sunshine and glitter. And I've had to tell people in the past, that, you know, I was getting paid as an employee to work at a youth correctional facility where the behaviors aren't so great. You know, you deal with a lot of different behaviors, but when I get off work, I don't have to deal with what you're doing. And I don't think people really understand that. Um, and I, for a while, didn't think that I could stand on that ground and, you know, let it be known, like, I'm not going to tolerate your disrespect. Um, and I'm not going to tolerate you feeling like you're entitled to what I do. So once I crossed those internal barriers and kind of like drew those lines with certain people, I grew from within. And now it's a lot easier to move transparently, you know, and I feel like a lot of people who knew me as a young, young boy, you know, back being disrespectful and disobedient and aggressive, that maybe they seen some of that still in me just because that's what they're looking at. So like they don't see the growth. They don't see what my heart is. They don't see the passion. All they see is the misguided ambition that I displayed as a kid. And I realized that's not between me and them. That's between them and them. So um, it's been a long journey. I um, couldn't be more proud of where I am with this and couldn't be more excited about where I think it could go just because of the fact that I'm building, you know, genuine relationship with people who are also on their journey in a different walk of life, you know? Yeah. I really feel, I really feel like it's time goes on. And as you experience both setbacks and wins, both victories and challenges that you grow so much as a, as a person, I think coming face to face with losing your dream of playing professional ball at a high level and the contracts and the money and what it would have done for your family, et cetera, coming to terms with that. Sometimes that can make people bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, why not me? Why did somebody else get it? Why not me kind oh, of thing. Of course, but yeah. the reality of it is, is that I think that it's an opportunity for you to, to reflect in. And I love your point. It, it, you can still accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish doing what you're doing now. So I think that, that mindset of, okay, my dream isn't dead. Mm-hmm. The form of which I thought it was going to take may be different. Right. You know, i.e. I'm not going to be playing professional ball, but that doesn't mean I still can't be successful. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't provide for my family. That doesn't mean I can't still grow leaps and bounds and make a huge impact on the world. Right. We've talked about that a lot, actually, just in our life. Like, God doesn't always give it to you the way that you think you're going to get it. And he'll, he'll surprise you. I think he, I think I can say he hardly ever (laughs) gives it to you the way that you think it's going to come, but that doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It doesn't mean it's not the hugest. It makes sense when, when it does happen, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. But I, yeah, I I think Brandary says so many good, like one liner, you know, thoughts on hope and encouragement, et cetera. So I guess, you know, uh, another question. I'm still fixated on why he said that it's not all 
glitter and rainbows and sparkles. He used glitter, <laughs> and that caught your attention. Brandarius, you used glitter, and her eyes like, lit up. The world is not glitter and rainbows and sparkles? Oh, no. Yeah. And, <laughs> too, like, to speak into the social media, you know, there's, we don't know there's so many uh, pop-up entrepreneurs. Hey, I want to teach you how to retire. I got a mentor that just did it in 30 days. Uh, if you're interested, you know, give me a phone call. And it's like, come on, man, let's be realistic about it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, all the pictures in the suit with the nicest cars and clothes. I'm not believing it. You know, I, I'm not believing it. To, to a degree, there's some people that live that lifestyle. Some people that got that call and changed their lives overnight like that. But for the masses, it's not, it's not a reality. And, you know, I think that goes to just being transparent. Yeah. People friends and they tend to do what they see work or they think might work instead of trusting what they have within the whole time. And that's why I take pride on like moving day one the way I want to move. And I'm, I'm extremely peculiar about it. Like, if I don't feel, you know, a shirt design is, is nice, I don't feel like if I choose, chose the right words, yeah. the right colors, I won't release it. And I could care less who want to yeah. buy it, who want to order it. I don't do anything under a rush. And I'm not I can't take 100% credit for that. You know, that's more of a, I don't know if you're familiar with Nipsey Hussle, but I was extremely influenced by him and he took pride in taking his time and being in control of his movement and, and doing every move with a purpose and not doing anything, you know, out of emotion, regardless how passionate you are about it. You know, I'll take a lot of pride in doing what I feel is right at the right time for the brand, for the message and for the people and how I want to impact them. And, you know, I do my best to put out content that I feel is timeless and forever relevant, just like the world wouldn't spend the same without you. I don't feel like there'll ever be a time on this earth where that message won't be relevant. You know, uh, regardless of your color, of your orientation, uh, where you come from, your ethnic background, your culture, your religion, the world wouldn't spend the same without you. And, you know, you could be sitting on death row. You know, regardless of what you did, the world wouldn't have been the same without you. It's up to you as an individual to decide if it'll be for better or for worse without you. That's not my, my business to judge, and I never will. Yeah. So that's kind of how I operate. And like you said, the one-punch lines, I have a bunch of just one-punch uh, concepts that, that get me through daily life, you know. Uh, and, and most people, and that's another thing I learned about branding, and that's probably why this thing hasn't grown as well as it could or as far as it could because it was just a hobby. Like, this saved my life before it ever became a T-shirt. You know, it was just every day as day one. just a mindset. Yeah. Just like waking up and brushing your teeth. So I spent a lot of time in the last five years doing presentations in and out of different schools, you know, in and out of state, you know, from alternative schools to behavior schools to youth correctional facilities for five years traveling on my own down to make sure that this was something that I was going to do, whether I got paid to do it or not. Yeah. And I think, well, I think that that's an important point that, that we shouldn't skip over that, that I think everything takes more time than what you believe it should, or what you think it's going to. I think the biggest blessings in our life have always been blessings that, should have come with a um, an advertisement about patience. You know, in other words, like wait and it will happen. You know, I, I think, for example, Jen, on on just your running streak, streaking with the cool kids, this is her, you know, run, walk, jog, one mile a day, 
every day for 30 days in the month of June. This is our seventh year, and she had, you know, like 6,500 people participating from 13 different countries, you know, doing it this year. But, like, it didn't start that way. Mm -mm. I think people start thinking, okay, I'm going to get thousands and thousands of participants. I mean, we went years, you know, three or four years before you got to— Well, we started just as our family, and then people started—they wanted to join in. Yeah. And so it just became a thing. And now it's become like a movement, like his day one ambition, you know, just this mindset, this idea. You know, every June now you're getting inundated, you know, you feel like, okay, I can't not do it. I'm going to go do it, you know? Right. And it's not like I really try to grow it. It just, I stay authentic and real and just people, more people just want to keep joining. I love Brandarius's point about authenticity though. I think, I think in the age of social media, authenticity is so attractive because it's so often not the norm. genuine authentic you can tell like social you can't be fooled like i can tell an authentic you know instagram user then that's trying to sell something or somebody who's just trying to sell something yeah yeah yeah. it's easy it's easy to see yeah and i and i think well one last point i was going to make is just relative to the hope radio podcast you know like we don't have like these grandiose goals with no, it. It was like no this agenda. this idea that I, I just felt like God called me to do mm-hmm. it. So like, here's the chance. I have the time. I have the equipment. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, kind of like Brandarius with his day one ambition, just this mindset. He was yeah. living it before he ever created it. You know what I mean? And so like. It became more of like, we wanted to uplift other people. Yeah. You know, so Come like, alongside them, serve them. And yeah. I think his point about, you know, I think your point is very appropriate. One of the most selfish things that you can do is help someone else because yeah. the feeling that you get when you do that right you know hope radio for us has been so uplifting sharing stories of others but you're you're constantly fueled by those stories yourself right and i want everyone to hear about this brandarius's stuff so keep talking brandarius it's your turn (laughs) i appreciate it and it's funny that you say keep talking that was like the last thing that uh howard that was her name uh she said to me you know keep speaking Mm -hmm. and that didn't really didn't resonate you know until five years later you know um you know, I think sometimes we often look over the blessings and the columns we have, but you know, I, I look reflect in my life. I've been speaking my whole life from, you know, just getting my teammates, you know, ready on game day, just, you know, being a voice to my friends, and, you know, doing whatever. Even though my days of just being disobedient, I was always saying something. And that's what I realize now, um, you know, with ambition, you know, with, with the higher order of thinking, you can elevate your ambition or, with the lower order of thinking, you can, you know, decrease your life value and take away the freedom that you once have to be, you know, uh, because of the things you do. And I've realized that I've probably pushed away a lot of people in my life just because of my attitude, you know, growing up, just being disobedient. Nobody wanted to be around me. So I'm like, you know, I have to re, you know, reflect on my own life. And I think that's the most powerful thing that I've done over the years, I spent a lot of time and reflection, maybe sometimes too much because I just zone out, but I think it keeps me balanced. Uh, it helps me, you know, see where I was at, where I started mentally and where I'm planning to go. And, and a lot of those changes and a lot of those realizations people will never see. And that's why I do my best to put out timeless, relevant content that maybe people can connect to. So this conversation we're having, kind of like your podcast, you do podcasts on encouragement and branding, you know, if you bump into somebody that's looking for that, hey, you know what? We talked to Brandarius, and you know, this is his story. Check it out. I post trying to recreate that that conversation right there. You yeah. create it forever. So that's my intent, intent with everything that I do. 
especially in a time where everybody is so gung ho over trends and let me do what they do. You know, I, I experienced that with people telling me you need to trademark this and trademark this, and I was always like, I don't need to because you can have this whole blueprint and it's not going to move the same because we don't have the same driving force. And uh, you know, I just that's the way I operate myself. You know, try to give out as much information as I can because I feel like there's a lane for everybody. And if you just stay in yours, you'll be able to drive as fast and as far as you want. Without I, into anything. I agree with you. I just, I just want to pick up on that point. You know, like, here's the rule book. Here's the playbook. Here's my playbook. It's not going to roll the same. You're not going to do it the same. This is a conversation that Jen and I just had, you know, about uh, her, her streak. And I, I was just saying, listen, someone else can try to do this, but it's your authenticity. It's your words. It's your pictures. It's your idea. It's it's your truth. Like it's your thing. And someone else can try to do it, but it's not going to come across the same way. And I think that's an excellent point. And one other thing about self-reflection, I think self-reflection is the absolute key to change and wisdom and realizing your your destiny. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you can't sit there and take stock honestly of who you are, the good decisions, the bad decisions, you know, the failures, the successes, if you can't self-reflect, how can you possibly expect to change? Yeah. Because you can never contrast where you are with where you want to be or, you know, the improvement that you think that you need to make or that you should make to get to the next level. Like self-reflection is so important to change and evolving and getting better. hundred percent. I agree. And, you know, if I, I once heard, you know, if all your problems follow you everywhere you go, then you just might be the problem. So, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That was good. Yeah, I heard have you that. heard that, Jen? No, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. One of my coworkers had um, told a kid in one of the facilities because you know, this kid had a track record where everywhere he went, he his problems. And I'm like, at some point, you got to get away from oh, the teachers, oh, my mom, oh, my friends. It's like, look, if, if trouble follow you everywhere, you just might be. And not all the time, because sometimes people do attract, you know, different energies. I know for myself, for like when you step out to be a leader or, you know, to your purpose, you're going to attract all different types of behaviors and, and issues. And sometimes it's going to be warm and embracing. Sometimes it's going to make you question what you're doing. But that goes back to the world when spending things about you. If you know in your heart, that there's no enemy within, and we already know what they said about the enemy outside. You can do no harm. And I carry that with me because, you know, you expose it so much throughout the day. And sometimes you can be on that on that verge of a burnout like you talked about earlier, and somebody might tell you, man, what you're doing sucks. Like, there's no purpose for that. There's no reason for that. And if you just ponder that for one split second, that's enough to throw away everything that you worked and dreamed for. And it goes back to the expectation of others. If you only doing what you're doing for somebody to stroke your ego or to congratulate you, then you're going to lose as soon as somebody tell you that it's not so great. So, you know, I connect everything to purpose. And I know before I leave my house, I know what I'm worth. You know, even what's going on with the, the Black Lives Matter and you know, all the racial attention, I already know racism is real. I know there's a lot of unethical behaviors going on, you know, with people wearing badges. I know there's a lot of racism. However, I know my life means something, so I'm not going to get bent out of shape trying to, you know, go blue in the face to, to put that message out. You know, I just simply want to understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why, but 
know, that's what my question is. And now can we move forward as a world and as a nation um, without acting out of anger? Because I'm already labeled aggressive before I even open my mouth because of my body size. You know, the way I carry myself, I'm aggressive. Yeah. So I know because you're confident. You know who you are. You know your value. You know your worth, and that 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 shows in how you physically, you know, carry yourself to others. Hundred percent. You know, I want to. I want to. Uh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just saying. I, I like to try to tie everything I'm doing to everything that I feel and everything that I experience. So you know, everything is perfect with me. Yeah, I, I I just want to have a conversation about the uh, Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement that's going on right now because you know I can, although I can't empathize with with being black, I'm not, but I I really can say that I have learned a lot through the last couple of weeks. You know, I was one of these people that when I heard Black Lives Matter, my immediate reaction was to say. All lives matter, not from a place of trying to minimize the the movement. Yeah, just because we from, were uneducated, basically. Yeah, honestly. because I mean, I mean, I love people. I have a heart for people. Mm-hmm. I love all people. I don't. I'm not a racist. I don't see people that way. I don't think of them that way. So when I hear Black Lives Matter, my immediate reaction was, "Well, all lives matter," because that's mm-hmm. how I viewed it. Well. I now understand it so much better. I understand how that is not the right thing to say, yeah. only because if if you feel like your life doesn't matter, if you're a person of color, if you're black, you want to be, you. hey, we understand white lives matter mm-hmm. because we see it everywhere mm-hmm. we go. We feel judged. We, you know, we understand it. all lives matter. They Correct. just want to be part of the yeah. all. Yeah, they want to be part of the all. Right. And, and so in that way, I just, I, I'm glad that, there's friction. I'm glad that mm-hmm. things are changing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not happy to see the violence, obviously, and I don't think that most people are violent. But I'm I'm happy to be evolving as a person to understand the concerns of another set of people yeah. that maybe I haven't experienced. And so I think that process of change. But you know, I I just want to acknowledge that. You know, I think it's good. It's, it is good because we we actually have four boys, and so it's good that they're seeing this and going through this and yeah. learning. You know, along the alongside all of us. So yeah, it's been really you know great on as far as that goes. You know, yeah. The most important part is the growth. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we know we know wrong is wrong, and you know there's there's no way that it can't be seen as wrong with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just. You know, I try to move accordingly, and what I what I do for sure, for sure, is know that I'll never have court in the streets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say that message: like, never get done wrong. Just conduct yourself appropriately in the face of authority, because we already see we get killed and penalized for no reason. Don't give them the smallest reason. Yeah, and, you know, just like keep keep yourself focused on. You know, can I get your badge number? Why are you stopping me? Just comply. You can ask questions. Yeah. Okay, here's my registration. Here's what you asked for. Can I get your badge number and your name? That way, you know, you got something to focus on. You're not just going off the emotion. You know, naturally, you're going to be nervous and jittery. So, you know, those are the little things that I do for myself. And, you know, I, I try to relate the message as best as I can because it's not easy to sometimes keep your composure yeah. with what's going on, you know. 
nerves are something that I don't truly think that we can control. There's ways to work with them, but you know, some things are out of our hand and, and nerves, I believe, is truly one of them. If you know every time you, you, you get into an interaction with, you know, a specific group of people, it could be your last interaction on earth, that's going to cause you to feel a certain way. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, like the, the anxiety, the the um, you know the nerves, the fear, etc. And and I think that I, I mean this is an appropriate place to kind of pivot. And I and I think you know just read something that said Americans in in like this study of fifty years, Americans are the unhappiest that they've been in fifty years since this study was was done. I think it's a obviously a reflection of the current environment. It's it's the pandemic. It's coronavirus. It's coronavirus anxiety. I think it's you know, social change. I think it's BLM, Black Lives Matter. I think it's a it's a mix of things. But I guess my question to you would be, having been somebody that has come face to face and had lost somebody to suicide, knowing that people are unhappy, knowing that people could be depressed or feeling anxious, you know, what would your words be to somebody right now that is is upset, anxious, not happy, feels like there's no end to the craziness that's going on right now i guess the hopeless you know yeah. what would you say to somebody that's feeling hopeless right now i would just say you know simply just pause yeah. you know uh like somebody called put somebody calling somewhere that doesn't end the statement just just create a pause for yourself in between thought so same thing in life you know you feel like you can't go no longer you feel like nothing is working your way it's easy to get caught up in your head and your thoughts Simply just pause, take a breather. And that breather might be a week, it might be a month, it might just be an hour. Mm -hmm. But give yourself that time to sit down and, you know, reevaluate. And I always think about myself like in a metaphor, you know, where I told the kid, you know, in the facility, to separate yourself from the behavior and then separate yourself from the consequence. So if you're sitting at the table with yourself, to the left of you is uh, the behavior and across from you is the consequence. You're not going to do that again. And then you still have to deal with the consequence that's across the table from you. But to the other side, to, to the right of you is who you are moving forward. Same thing with, with mental health and, you know, any obstacle of adversity that you face in your life. If you can separate yourself from it and look at it from, you know, another lens, then maybe you have a better chance of overcoming it and finding things to not just distract you, but to push you through it. And I use running as you know, a personal metaphor because people always say uh, you can't run from your problems, you just can't run away, you know, whatever that's affiliated with running. But I always tell people, you it appears that I'm running from something. I'm simply running through everything that I was thinking about, you know, and I'm running after everything that I aspire. So it's just all in your perspective, how you choose to say things. And I know for sure for myself, I always tell myself what you ponder will manifest. If all you think about is sadness and darkness and hurt, that's what you're going to project. That's what you're going to display. And but, that's what you're you going know, to attract. You know, I, I believe in the law of attraction. I think that uh, what you focus on, you, you, the world organizes, the universe organizes to deliver to you. And I think if you focus on negative, you're going to attract negative. If you focus on positive, you're going to attract positive. So hence the Hope Radio podcast where we're <laughs> yeah. focusing on hope. So hopefully it comes back to us and we're hope-filled. Yes. That's all it is. You know, we give it. It's free. You know? Uh, <laughs> Love's free. Hope's free. Yeah. 
It's like a boomerang. You throw it out there and you hope it comes right back to you. Yes. You know, I thought this morning when I was at the gym, I said, uh, I hope that prosperity is the karma, karma that comes back to you. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, I hope that it's good things that come back to you. And also being mindful, like don't expect it because, you know, there's a chance that something you didn't put out comes back. And that goes back to the whole reap what you sow. I believe it. I agree with it, but I also feel like you'll attract some things and reap the benefits of some things that you didn't. So, for example, if you had uh, a negative environment, a negative interaction with the person, you know, uh, and and you run into somebody else that maybe resembled this person, not even in, in their physical, but just how they act or how they carry themselves, then you may treat that person, you know, differently because of that. Yeah, so, because and, you're you're bringing in that baggage. You're not you're not. It's not a fresh slate. You're bringing in some preconceptions, some judgments, some hurt, some whatever. Mm-hmm. And that correlates to whatever category you talk about in life. You know, when I tore my knee, I was afraid to jump two inches off the ground. Well, my whole life I've been running, jumping, and doing anything physical. But now I tore up this ligament. I'm afraid to move because I don't want to go through what I went through again. So. You know, it's just, man, I don't know how I, I've become good with metaphors and just, you know, being relatable to my own life and different parts of adversity. But now it's just like, regardless, I feel like I'll be able to overcome anything if I choose to. And I'm also really aware of my own mental health and my own mental capacity. I'm comfortable being in my darkness when it comes. I'm comfortable acknowledging maybe when I feel depressed. Uh, and I'm extremely sensitive to it and others. So, you know, I know it all takes a lot of balance and just a lot of listening and just listening to your body, listening to the way you feel, listening to the vibe of where you live. Yeah. You know, it, it's work and focus, but it's, it's beautiful in life. You know, we already know uh, there's a rapper that says, you know, life is hard. It's up to us to make it fun. And that's, you know, from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the top, you can run a Fortune 500. It's not going to be easy. And struggling and having no money is not going to be easy. But there's parts of the world where people have nothing. They live in dirt hood and they have everything from within. They're rich in wealth and with love. And, you know, there's people who have a million dollars and are miserable. So I yeah. think it goes back to balance and knowing, like I said, what's in your heart and, and what you aspire. So. Well, I think that this has been uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Brandarius. I, I really loved your words. I love some of your one-liners. It was really, really insightful. Um, I think you're a special dude, and I mm. think you've got a great mission. And I wish you all the success in spreading that day one ambition to others. Yeah. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All glory be to God. Every day is day one. That's Lord, right. Bless me. <laughs> All right, Jen, what do you think of our interview with Brandarius Johnson? I thought it was pretty incredible. I he, I love this mindset. Yeah, yeah. I, I I felt like he had some great, great like one-liners yeah, too. Some of the stuff right. that he had said about mm-hmm. ambition and focus and Yeah, like I truly believe that the meaning behind day one ambition, it's more of a mindset. Um, and it just kind of meant like you don't settle, you have one life to live and just live in the present. Yeah. So. I, think, I think we're such good goal setters. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like when you start out and you have like this goal, you're going to do X and you're going to start right. on Monday, you wake right. up, you're super excited. 
Right. You know, like I had I had to frame what he was saying in relation to like different projects that you're going to begin. Like when we first started our house flipping business, like uh-huh. the day, how excited were we the day that we began? Right. And then during the month or so, like <laughs> stuff happens and yeah. you're like not so excited anymore. Yeah. Um, but as far as like goals, like I've always been like really excited about my goals. Like I look forward to the finish line. Yeah, you're self-motivated. Mm-hmm. And you I know, think it's rare to be self-motivated. I think it is. How, how do you motivate people that aren't as self-motivated as you are? It's really, really hard for me because I don't have like the patience for that. Yeah. You know, technically. like In terms of like if you're going to pour time into somebody, yeah. you want to know that it's oh, yeah. worth your time. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you feel like you're wasting your time. Like when I was training people, like they would come and we would train, but then they'd miss a day. And if, if I want something more than somebody else, I am not playing that game anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I give them a three strikes you're out thing. Like you flake on me three times. We are not doing this. And I, I'm very firm on what I say. No, I know that. Well, I think that's why Brandarius had such a great Mm -hmm. message. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like keeping that enthusiasm, keeping that hype, keeping that mindset, that positivity, the, the, the hope and the excitement of, you know, when you began a challenge and carrying that through all aspects of what you're trying to accomplish, your goal setting and stuff. I think you can't forget why you started your goal or a challenge. You have to, you know, always remember why you said, yes, I want to sign up for this. Yes. I want to do this. And just not, and not every day is going to be easy, but you can get through every single day. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Awesome. Well, how can people connect with us on social media if they want to hear more hear of more. our awesome <laughs> podcast? How do they do so? Well, they can tune in at iHeartRadio. Okay. iTunes. Good spot. Google Play. Yes. SoundCloud. Yes. Um, um, um iHeartRadio. I already said that, didn't I? Well, I uh, maybe. Did I say iHeartMedia? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Yeah. It's iHeartRadio. Stitcher, Spotify. There you go. Yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah. All those good. And then if they want to connect with us on social media. Why don't we just tell people what we aren't on? Well, because we're everywhere. I feel like that's a bigger list. No. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of platforms. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to find us on social media, you could Google us, search us at Hope Radio Podcast on Facebook and Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram. Awesome. So I've got a cope quote for you. I've got a thought for you wait, as wait, we close out the show. Wait, what was that quote? Well, hope quote. <laughs> Did I not say it right? I thought you said quote hope. Did I? I sometimes get tongue-tied <laughs> doing this. I don't know. I it, understood. Sometimes, sometimes I get tongue-tied and yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say. All right. Here it is. You do not need to know precisely what is happening or exactly where it is all going. What you need is to recognize the possibilities and challenges offered by the present moment and Mm -hmm. to embrace them with courage, faith, and hope. That's from Thomas Merton. That's a good one. That's a good one for right now. Like, we don't know where it's going. We don't know what's happening. I feel like states are going to get shut down again. I feel like we're going to have a second closure. Like, people are like, what's going on? Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So just take heart in the present moment the challenges and the opportunities available mm-hmm. to you right now right. today one day at a time one step at a time one mile at a time yes do it does not feel good yeah it does i felt like it felt good <laughs> all right should we do this again tomorrow let's do it i'll be what do here you think? i'll be here same time same place oh perfect <laughs>